What's up, everybody? Hey, y'all. Good evening. It is almost 8 o'clock on this here Sunday. 8 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. 8 p.m. She had, a, she had to specify time. that because and actually it's seven forty-five. That's a little. It bit. is. Oh, it is. Ha! So I take that back. It is seven forty-seven, close to eight o'clock. Yeah, so we're getting there. But welcome, welcome, y'all, to us at the table. Hello. I am your host, the future Dr. Zoe, here with Lady Z, and that Hi. is out. Hey y'all. Well, in the corner. <laughs> Oh my goodness! And all my friends said that your laugh takes them out the every core. time. In the core. <laughs> In the core. In the core. Watching Moesha too much. All right. Motada. Okay, let's uh, stop. Focus. No, no copyrights. All right. Anyway. Right. All right, y'all. We so we really don't. So okay. we all know who do. Um. So this episode is what by part three. Technically. I think it is part three. Part three in our IG versus reality series, a.k.a. Inner Workings, a.k.a. Loving Yourself. Um, so, yeah. So, what we're going to do is just dive right into this topic. So, we watched a lot of videos <laughs> this past month, and I mean a lot. I mean... From dead talks to documentaries to yeah, all of it, all YouTube of it. saw a lot of us. Everything. Um, so today, um, in case y'all weren't paying attention to the videos we posted on IG, haha. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are going to be looking at um, a recent documentary that came out last month. Last yeah. month. Um, and it's Paris Hilton's documentary. Um, and it's not so much going to be a review, just just really just highlighting some key aspects of it and how it ties into today's topic. So pretty much, um, I don't know if you want to give a summary of it. I would you? gladly do it. Uh, yes. Okay. So, Lady Z going to give you a little breakdown <laughs> of the documentary. Oh, my gosh. So, Paris Hilton, um, I mean, I don't think she really needs an intro. Uh, she was pretty much the pioneer, if you will, of what we that. know as social media. Yeah. Without even trying, I don't even think she was going for all of that. Um, but her documentary um, starts off kind of talking about that talking about how mm -hmm. she even got to uh that space and um just her her uh upbringing and how her parents are very secretive people and different places that she's had to move to as a as a child and whatnot and just um her experiences especially when she went to new york when she was in high school mm -hmm. and um her nightlife started kicking up then <laughs> nightlife kicked up um, she ended up becoming a little bit rebellious, a little bit wayward, but mm. her rebellion was because it, and you kind of see it, uh, progressively through the documentary that it was because of her parents and their being, them being secretive, but, and being very sheltering, but also not explaining everything. Also not really communicating like they probably should have been given the level mm -hmm. of security so that they were trying to maintain with their children. So... And granted, adding to that a little bit, they also 
wanted Paris to be, I guess, the good girl, if you will. Like, yeah, she was a debutante. Yeah, um, they didn't want her to be nothing risque or scandalous or yes. mm-hmm. anything like that. You know, they were very much heavy on image. Right. She had to take, and she talks about having mm-hmm. to take... Um, uh, classes for uh, I was gonna say socialite classes, but it's clearly yeah, not it was, the case. <laughs> it was like etiquette, etiquette classes. Now. Yes, thank you. But it was <laughs> to be that to yeah. um, to be a socialite, not as we not um, as we know as far as social media is concerned right. and what we see today, but more um, on the scene, Manhattan, mm-hmm. old money yep. kind of experience, and that just really was not her. Nope, and. Um, so we see a lot of her, was that you? Okay. (laughs) Sorry, y'all in the car. It's a little interesting out here. So we see, um, a little bit about her, her life in that regard. Mm -hmm. And she mentions in the beginning when she's explaining that a little bit about her, um, her experience in these what were they called? Education camps or encouragement camps? Something yeah, to that was, effect. Yeah. And um, yeah, her pretty much she was kind of shipped to a, uh, a an alternative school. <laughs> we'll, we'll call it that alternative. Okay, I'm about to say we're going was, to call it that. That was not a school, but okay. it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't at all. It was like going to juvie, but not, but in the mountains, Outdoors, like right? legit. But um, so she talks about that experience briefly. And she mentions some of her, uh, some of the the trauma, but she doesn't go in detail until towards the end. Mm-hmm. So we hear about that. She turns eighteen. She's out of that program because she's an adult. And then we see what we see as far as social social media in its uh, early, early stages. Yep. And she, the reason why I'm even going through all of this, and we'll touch on the rest of it. But I wanted to kind of sit there for a second because even down to and you see it in the beginning down to how she talks like it switches the minute cameras are on Mm -hmm. um how she acts she starts to act like really blonde um really blonde as far as the stereotype Mm -hmm. um and she's nothing like that and even her classmates that she was in these concentration like uh, schools with they were like they they were talking to her about when she was on um oh my goodness with uh, Nicole Richie the simple life the simple life mm-hmm. they were talking about that cuz she you know you if you haven't had a chance to youtube it i'm sure there's episodes up there um but essentially Paris would act like she couldn't do anything or act like like she didn't know how to sweep, act like she didn't know how to mop or do any of that. And her classmates were like, we know that's not you because you used to do it with us. We all had chores. Right. Like, we done watched you do enough stuff. And so it's interesting because that's where you saw her realness come out was uh, with the people that she actually had a traumatic experience with is where you saw the realness come out. But outside of that you see uh, a blonde girl you see um a socialite someone Mm -hmm. that that you would think is only focused on um on their looks on what everything looks like but spending daddy's money right and And that's and you see in the documentary that 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 wasn't her at all no like her that was not her at all and still isn't her um so i without i'm not gonna 
go too deep. I'll, I'll save it for just a second, but that's just to kind of build the premise on where we where we're coming from with um, with this episode, if you will. So with that being said, um, I did pose a question on IG and it was um, uh, how has your persona or image um, hindered you or impacted you? Um, You know, whether it's socially, emotionally, you know, how has it affected you? And so I got a few responses. Shouts out to y'all. I'm not going to name names. Again, I'm just going to. Yes. Um, but one of the one of the it's interesting because all the people who responded, I think I feel like touched on whatever I was going to say anyway. So it ended up working out. But it's interesting because one of the first ones I got was talking about how they um, of how they avoid um, topics or people. Um, and the emotions that come with it. So wait, they avoid topics. Well, they they avoid like as far as their IG, like their no, they media no, so no, so like in real life, like so in real life, um, um, when he's confronted, well, when the person when, when this person is confronted with something that emotionally triggers them they avoid it so they don't address it so much they don't talk about it they just avoid it which is interesting because that's like I think that's one of the most common things that in terms of social media in this generation they do a lot of Right. a lot of the hard topics a lot of the things that emotionally makes us vulnerable Mm -hmm. we avoid And I know you quiet over there. Because <laughs> I know you got something to say on it. <laughs> I have so much to say on it. And the only the thing is, is that... I'm not going there. I promise I'm not. You because you I'm just identifying that. with it. Because yeah. the thing about it, and, I, and the reason why I'm, I'm coming at it from that space, because... I know for me, like full disclosure, I know I'm working on my emotional vulnerability. Like I can tell you about my life, which I've done enough times, but without any emotions added to it, it's just like recounting, well, this is what happened. Ask me how I feel about it. It's harder for me to articulate that. And so I think about like me being uh, a millennial in the older generation of millennials. So I'm closer to, you know, I'm 85. So mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 35. The oldest millennials in the, are in their four are 40 this year, and so it's like okay. My, it took me this long to figure out that the avoidance is because of the traumatic experience, and you never want whatever that looks like. Whether it's your parents, whether it's schooling, whatever it is, that experience rocked your entire world and you don't want to revisit that. So we think that, Jesus, okay, so we think that us being holistic and I'm going to focus on me and good vibes only, no negativity, um, like- I'm going to smoke my marijuana, I'm, I'm going to do my yoga, I'm going to be- right. One with the universe and deep breathe. Exactly. I'm be spiritual. I'm yes, be, I'm that's be spiritual. it. That's it. 
not not God, but not New godly, age spirituality, but right, yeah. but spiritual, and I we are gods and all of this stuff, and I'm just like. Okay, so we're going to do all that persona changing. We're going to restructure our entire lives, but we're not going to deal with the thing. We're going to manifest it. That, right. We're going to manifest something, but everything that we do is flawed because we have not been healed. So you're a broken person. What we end up looking like, and not you, but you know, what we end up looking like are broken people trying to re trying to build on top of that brokenness. It's almost like you're trying to build a house in the foundation. No one has done anything with the ground. Right. They haven't. Like, you just want to build the house on top of the ground. It's like, but that's not how houses are built. Mm -hmm. They're built beneath the ground for a reason because they have to be sturdy and the structure has to be on point. They got to hold up, especially when you got earthquakes. That'll preach, but I ain't going to touch that. Not right now. But anyways, so that's where I'm, that's where my... That's where I go to with it because we're now building on a jacked up foundation trying to redo our persona to be what it looks like. And I remember, sidebar, but to this point, I was talking to my friend's mom. Um, I had ran into her at church because we actually go to, well, we went to the same church. She's moved since then. This was like a couple of years. No, this was last year. Um, And we were eating and I was just talking. And I think she had, I was like, oh yeah, you know, when you were, I think we, we got to a deep conversation and I was just like, oh yeah, when you were kind of, you know, struggling with the, the mental health, literally said that some, it was something to that effect. And she was like, nope, nope, I, I wasn't struggling. I didn't struggle. I'm new in Christ. I'm serious. Shut me all the way down. I was like, I'm new in Christ. I did not struggle with that. I don't talk about that. And I'm just like, you're still broken. <laughs> Because if we can't talk about it and be 100 about it, there's still some brokenness there. Let alone trying to go and heal and then build up this persona. But the thing is, is that healing and building up a persona, it's like, wait, if you really heal, you don't need to build up a new persona. You don't need a different image because the image that you have when you're healed, you're not looking at it from a broken, jacked up lens. You're like, oh, I'm whole. This is me. That's my testimony. This is what we are. We don't have to redo anything. But that, but what's interesting though when you say that is because it has me thinking of, you know, this is something I know the spirit gave to my mind one morning when I was um when I was on my way to work, and that was, you know, healing doesn't look a certain way. Healing is, in fact, messy. Always. And, but I meditated on it, and and it was the the part of the fact of healing doesn't look a certain way. So I think when we, so I think when you were when you were going on about, you know, the positive vibes and this and the third and all this holistic approach thing. Not to say that, you know, not trying to bash it but it's just I feel like we do that and I'm not going to say we do it intentionally because I really do because I really do believe like we try to heal but what we don't realize is what you're saying and I feel like what you're getting at is that until we acknowledge the truth not your truth not and not that, but until we acknowledge the truth and until we sit with 
the emotions, the ugliness, until we sit with all of that and really and not so much like let it fester, but like until we really sit with it and be okay with right, be okay with the ugly parts of it then can we let it go? Because you know, because in reality, like, if we really be honest and if we all really just stop and really pay attention, everybody has ugly chapters in their life. Right. Which is probably the reason why we shouldn't judge nobody anyway, but everybody has ugly chapters in their life. But can, but can I, dare I input mm-hmm. why our focus is what it is? Because I would like to then insert... Sorry. Mm-hmm. I want to insert what I've been, what I, we talked about for the first um, episode in this series, and mm-hmm. then also even what I've recently seen because I watched a couple more videos. Mm-hmm. So, altogether, y'all, I don't watched <laughs> like four videos on Instagram versus reality, but just by people's pictures, by different influences' pictures. And to what you just said, we have so we and they they have one where for like celebrities there's a video that was strictly celebrities mm-hmm. others that were for the uh influencers other that were others that were just like random people and you see all of these people that are using different filters like filters that change up their entire bodies and it's like in a whole persona shifting the whole image changing because you, we don't like what we look like, and it's. But at the same time, it's still what we look like. We. Uh, I just wanted to insert that. I'm. I'm gonna get off. But it. I think that ties into another response I got, and that was, it's this. Um, it's this idea of perfectionism. It's this idea of we need to be. Flawless. And what does that really look like? It changes from one season to the next. But, and arguably speaking, and dare I say, you know, I think, and I mean, this is just my opinion, but I feel like the image is a part of that journey. And I say that being that some people choose to operate and stay in that for a long time. Because it's like, you know, again, to each is their own, but they just operate in that. But you reach a point where it's like you shed that and you let that go because it's like that's, you know, eventually, like, it's going to become a problem. It's going to be like, okay, you know what? Like, this is a lot more work than if I just be myself, than if I just let it all go. If I just, you know, kind of just go with go with the flow, so to speak, and see what happens, because you know, as you know, again, life is a journey. We get older. Life is a journey, not a destination. Okay, Miss India. All right, hey, there are no mistakes. 
Chances we take it. Okay. We don't own the rights but, to that song either. But, but no, it's it's just it's a journey, it's a process, and I think some people stay, you know, you know, because again, if we look at just you know, just different people and different things that we see, like some people saying things longer than they should have. Some people, um, I'm going through your stories because you post. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Okay. <laughs> to what you just said. Okay. Because okay, because I mean we have, uh, it, but the thing about it, because while you were speaking, I was just thinking about all the young influencers. Because you said eventually people yeah. change, eventually they drop it. But I'm like, Hopefully, you have too yeah. many people that are at this point under 25 that are committing suicide that are yeah. IG influencers and YouTube influencers. But these babies are killing themselves. So. Like, again, I'm, I go back to my age. I'm figuring this stuff out recently. I'm 10 years older than 25. Like, I'm not in my 20s. I ain't been in my 20s in a while. And I have to go, and I, I want to speak to that by speaking to Black Male Mental Health, um, IG. That's their at. Um, the post that you did was that and you reposted it um you reposted mm -hmm. them and i'm just like i was tripping because you see an entire like probably what should be a text message but most of the text message is deleted yeah with lines in it so what we what we do here's what we do hi sorry i haven't texted you back you know how life gets the weather has been beautiful right <laughs> how are you i hope well let's get dinner soon all right so that's what we do but we really want to <laughs> hi sorry i haven't texted you back i've been anxious and depressed i haven't had time to catch my breath you know how life gets i am so drained i cannot even collect energy for the most basic tasks like texting you back or washing the dishes the weather has been beautiful right Yesterday, I fought off a panic attack while driving and had to pull over because my vision was blurred. I just want to sleep all the time. But if I told you, you would just want to uncover a reason behind all this. And there is no tangible reason you would accept as valid. How are you? I hope well. Let's get dinner soon. It's very different. But this is, but the thing is that the first version of that, that's like barely a sentence barely a barely two lines the first version of that is what we do when we hide behind our persona or our image it's always a shell of us and something that looks good oh really and i think what we're speaking to really is just the minimization of emotions because Come on, psychology. Because it's because again, it's like you have this, you have this thing, like you have these two realities, right? Where it's like all of your emotional, to some to some degree, you're weak. To some to some degree, it's like oh, you're over here on this side. But if you're taking charge, if you're, you know, eating right, doing yoga, this, that, and the third, like you know, oh, you're strong, you're this and that, you're overcoming, you're this and that. But we're not really speaking to the in-between. We're not speaking to, you know... What people don't see. We're not really speaking to those who it's like, you know, 
where it's like they are on their way of, and some might even be in that place of, you know, I'm doing better, I'm trying to get better, but some days are worse than others, you know, or it's like most of the time I'm not trying to do anything, you know, and just like, you know, we don't speak to that. It's all, it's still that, that it's still that black or white, you either doing something about it or you're not. And so for a lot of people, by default, they're just like, well, since I don't look like this over here, I must be this over here. So let me automatically, you know, start attributing all my identity to that. Instead of instead of being real and just, and just, just really speak plainly, where it's just like, you know what, some days I am over here. I do feel like this. You know, but other times I bounce, you know, I'm, I have when I'm having a good day or when I have an energy, I try to I try to this over here. You know what I'm saying? Because we're all works in progress. Like we're all moving and working towards something. For some of us, it's a lot harder for some people. You know, they're like a spring chicken. They can get up and go. And for some people. Maybe they are to the left and, you know, feel like they're not doing anything. But it doesn't take away from the fact of they're still doing something. But that get up and go is false reality. Because I, the thing is that if they stop, and um, I talk to my best friend about this all the time. Mm-hmm. And she, she is known to do that. But, you know, also when you're a parent, let's add that because right. um, a lot of people mm-hmm. our age are parents. Um, or have, you know, responsibilities that you can't afford to sit in your stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, because uh, there's people relying on you, whatever yeah. that looks like. It could be work-related, could be your home, whatever. Um, if you don't, if you stop, then that means everything else stops. Like, if you take that moment to breathe when you're really tired. Yeah, I, I mean, I've sat there and I've, I've, shoot, I've done it. Like, if I stop, I'm tired as a mug, finna fall asleep. But if I stop this, it's not going to get done. So therefore, I don't stop. And I keep going. And then we consistently use that. We continue to consistently use that as our excuse when we look down like a month later and we're still going. Oh, it's been a year. We're still going. I'm dealing with stuff that I just kept on going with that has happened 10 years ago. So when does the rat, way, rat race stop? Like, when do we stop that? When when does that stop? And the thing about it is that it's not just our personal lives because now social media is a big thing. So we have what we have what we want everyone to see on social media. And I and we don't knock it, but when everyone is putting up some type of facade and everyone's not real about their stuff, again, not knocking the facade, but we only see the good side. And sometimes, depending on whose pages you're looking at, you only see what a filter can do. You're only seeing people's truths, not the truth. That's not even their truths. But that's what we live. But that's but that's what it is, right? It's all my truth. This is me. But <laughs> depending it's like, on who you're looking at, right? Because if you start li- depending on who you're looking at, because if you look at other people that are known for 
things that are beauty related, you are only going to get the beauty side. Which, which again, kind of jumping back, kind of jumping back into the documentary, you know, because go there too. Go ahead. Because well, because like you said, like it's really, it's really the middle part towards the end where it's you know you really kind of see and hear about um, Paris and um and which and what she really went through because it's. You know, and 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 I and I shared this with Z when when we were talking about it. Like, there were some things about Paris that I was aware of. That you know, you know, I, uh, growing up, I was like, oh, you know, you know, Paris, my girl, this, that, the third. But what was interesting was I didn't know about the camps, and I didn't know about the abuse and the Sexually the psychological torture yeah the all of that stuff and so it's like isolation mm-hmm. but naked in isolation right which place you're talking about so to for her to share her story again i commend her transparency and her honesty and her courage in right. doing that and bringing those people on um to talk about what happened and what they went through and how they're trying to legally um get them shut down and all of that which um she's currently doing she's currently doing so y'all if y'all want to support y'all follow paris if uh i think it's probably over there if y'all want to if y'all want to support y'all follow paris um (laughs) um on her page and um i believe i believe the information is on there um but yeah, what was interesting was the reality um about it because uh you know again like you know like you were saying, Z like it's hashtag breaking code silence. There we go. So hashtag breaking code silence if y'all wanna follow support and follow it. Yeah. Um, on her YouTube she has links and probably also on her IG, but definitely mm-hmm. her YouTube channel has links yeah. to it so you got so they can sign the petitions yeah. and everything. And so, what was interesting, though, like you said, was, you know, Paris, like, did nobody know all of this, really, because all we saw was, you know, her taking selfies, or the simple life, or her at Fashion Week, or Red Carpet, or things like that. And then so, you know, it's interesting, because it wasn't until she kind of, like, went low-key, went underground, as we say, and, like... You know, she, like, kind of slowly began to resurface recently, like, did the truth finally come out? And so, you know, as we were saying, like, I don't know what all Paris did to begin to feel more comfortable on her skin, but there comes a point, and I think, you know, we read it and hear it all the time on IG, but it's really real. Like, sometimes you have to fall back. You have to kind of, like, walk away for a minute to really, you know, get, you know, get yourself together because constantly being in the limelight, constantly, you know, reinforcing that image, that persona, like, it's 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 draining. I, I want to speak to that because she, like, if we, the thing about it, to speak to what you just said, she was fresh out like when her sex tape happened 
it yeah. wasn't that long after she was released from the the camp if you will mm. we're just going to call it the camp literally she was 18 when she met that dude and she had experience like there and to what Zoe was saying like their experience with the with the last camp that she was in before she was mm. uh released yeah they were naked in isolation like they made them take off all their clothes and put them in a cell for 20 hours no food no nothing um, and mind you, this is after she tried. She attempted to run away, right? And she time. ran away from a few of them. Yeah. Like she met, she, I think she went to three of them, three I or four so, of them. Three, yeah, three to five. I believe. And yeah, between three and five different ones. And the last one that she went to was the worst. And they had no issues slapping people, uh, choking mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Um, uh, there were sexual, uh, sexual abuse uh, situations happening, like all of that stuff. Um, and so when she's released, she's like, I'm finally free. And the first dude that she deals with is a hot mess because she already feels some kind of way about herself. She's like, look, my parents put me over here. I'm 18. You now have to try to grab some semblance of reality, whatever that looks like. And you're just like, F it. I'm over it. Like, I'm still here. I'm like you have and I get that I understand when you've been in an abusive situation and the freedom that happens on the other side of it you find out oh I can do this I can do that oh shoot let's go I get that I've I've lived that so I can under not in her experience but I've had like yeah her experience was definitely deeper than mine but I can understand the mentality behind it so you have a very broken Paris Mm-hmm. That ends up having a sex tape made because her her dude was a douche and she said to herself, and he was a hot mess, and then you and so she becomes very popular for that, um, much to her parents' demise, and even she didn't want all of that. Um, so she starts. She's just her goal with all the things that she's done, all the things that she started getting into. Like she really is into music. She really does DJ really does DJ and takes it very seriously. Very seriously. Um, the reasons why she started doing that was because she never wanted to have to rely on her parents again because of what happened. So she even said like, she's like, once I get a hundred mil, I'll stop. I'll chill. I'll just work. She's like, now she wants to be a billionaire first on her own money with her own stuff. She wants to do that. And then she'll stop. She's like, once I hit a billion, I'll stop. It's like, it continues to grow. And that's why she continues to work. But we don't know that. We just think, oh, she's going to these different places, blah, blah, blah. You just saw her. And you saw Kim Kardashian with her. Like, before Kim was even a thing. It was just her dad. Her dad and his, um, and him being a lawyer or attorney for OJ. Mm -hmm. And that's all you know. Um, And all these other socialites that now are a, a, it's a thing now. She started that. And she started that from her trauma. She wasn't even trying to. People hopped on it so much. She was like, I was. She was just broken, and she says it. But I mean, and that's the th- and that's the thing is, I think you're you're leading you're leading into it, like, cause that's the thing about socialites and reality TV and all of that. Like, there's a heavy brokenness there. Always. You know, all of it. even you know everything from Team Mom to Love and Hip Hop to you know bad girls club everything like you know because i remember i remember when i remember when flavor of love came out like not too long after that like and you know you just saw the women like you just saw that and it's like 
you know, and it's like, you know, again, like at the time being real, like you was just like, oh, like you laugh, like you joked and things like that. But it was like, it wasn't until years later. And I think when it was Monique, when she did Charm School, you know, when Safari, for those of y'all who, you know, tripped down memory lane, like she was one of the first girls to get kicked out season one, Mm -hmm. Safari was like, you know, you know, on Charm School, it came out like she was like, she didn't have much. You know, she didn't have a lot. And she she fought because, you know, her growing up, like she had to scrimp and scrap and fight for everything. So that was her, that was her norm. Like that was her reality. And, you know, and, you know, by, you know, by the grace of God, she, you know, she you know, she won the first, I believe it was the first season of Charm School. And Monique's Charm School? Yeah, Monique's Charm School. I auditioned for that. Yeah, she, um, you know, she, she she made it, she won. And, um, Them auditions you know, and it was just, and it was just crazy. Be, well, not crazy, but it was just interesting, just her journey from when she started to where she ended up because she did a lot of growth. You know, and that's what I'm saying. Like, even between that time frame where it was like, you know, you really didn't hear from her. Like, you know, she, I think, and I think she talked about it, like, um, at the reunion or whatever. But it was like, she did a lot of, like, self-check. Like, she did a lot of, like, you know, again, referencing herself in third person. She was like, you got to get yourself together. Like, because you can't keep being like this. (laughs) And so, it's like, at some point, again... Everybody has to check in with themselves and realize, like, okay, what have I been avoiding? What, you know, what areas do I feel like I need to be perfect in? Like, what areas am I comparing myself to? What areas do I feel like I need validation in? Because that's, you know, mind you, those are the last two responses that, you know, somebody said, you know, with regards to the question, you know, we that's another part of the persona of you will the comparison and mm-hmm. the need of self assurance and well not really self assurance but assurance and validation and to a degree attention of like okay like you're doing good like okay like you know oh that's fly oh that's hot, you know oh that's cute you know whatever it is but you know I think like you said the earlier it's like it's false it's superficial it's not it's right it's like it's it's temporary it's not you know which is i believe the direction we're going into holy spirit like it's not gonna last and so yeah it's like you know it's nice to get that validation to get those likes but it's like if you're if you're confident in what you're doing if you believe in what you're doing, none of that really matters. Like, all of that is is just sprinkles and cherries on top of what you're doing. You know, so, you know, speaking back to that foundation, if your foundation is solid and your foundation is, you know, rooted deep enough, you know, the rest, you know, the rest of the aesthetics which is really what we're speaking to, the aesthetic aspect of it, you know, all of that. And that's the thing with aesthetics, like, you know, especially in terms of a house, they all don't look the same. 
they are unique to the person who lives there. So it's like, you know, likes and you know, likes and comments this on a third. That's nice, but it doesn't matter because it's it's you, it's your life. I keep thinking about if we're gonna go to foundation. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess I should probably share what I see whenever I'm like, because the thing about like uh, your foundation, like your foundation can't be solid when you got holes in it. It can't be solid when you need, when you have different people missing or different experiences missing or emotions that are un unhealed and broken or things that have not been addressed. Um, if we haven't allowed some type of healing whether and i mean i will speak to people that don't know god like me personally mm-hmm. allow the lord to do it that's not everybody um i'm all i'm definitely one for therapy i know me uh, definitely zo is <laughs> for that as well like definitely encourage that because the foundation a lot of times we a solid foundation like it's almost unheard of in this day and age because you're looking at, I mean, it, and, and don't even let me like break it down by cultures. Cause if we're looking at the black culture and the many stigmas mm-hmm. and the many things that we have endured, cause we are not that far removed from slavery. I personally am not general generation generationally. I'm, I'm not my great grandparents were slaves. So it's like the, and I was talking to my mother about this. I was like, okay, if we really think about like the different things that this family has experienced, because we done seen a lot. If you think about that, it's like my generation is the first one to say something. I remember I was on the phone with my, me and my mother both were on the phone handling something for my dad. And mind you, it's my dad's like doctors. And I remember... I mentioned something about his health. My mother and his mental health. My mother looked at me like always talking so much. Why you tell them that? And I'm sitting here like they're his doctor. Why? They don't know it. Really? Really? But she was like, she's like, man, you talk too much. I was just like, and it, it hit. And I was, I was taken aback because I'm just sitting here like, really? We're that. We're just that. I, 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 <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. We're that jaded. Well, I'll say that we're that jaded that to the point no, of our no, it's just we're that, or that much of a deep no, into a stigma. We're like. that we're that far removed from ourselves to where you, we can't even be honest in getting the right kind of help and don't even realize we're further perpetuating that belief of oh the oh doctors don't care. Oh, doctors aren't doing, you know, they're not doing their job. You're not even being honest with them when they ask you a simple question. How are they going to be effective if, 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 if when they're asking you something related to your health, you're like, oh, I'm good. Oh, that's fine. The thing about it, they, and what it tripped me out because I'm like, you're already talking to a doctor. Uh, well, talking to the Kate, uh, one of the social workers that worked in the same department as the issue that I stated like the doctor for the doctors of the issue that I stated in mental health you're talking to them you act like they don't see and he's it's the VA everything is done there 
even down to ophthalmology. Everything is done in the same place when you're dealing with the, uh, the VA. So it's like, I'm trying to figure out why you have a problem with me mentioning something that is on his record that they're looking at. I'm trying to figure out the reason behind that. Like that's how much we want to hide things that that's how much we don't talk about it. That's how my, and my mother has a master's in counseling, but that's how deep that is. Right. Like we still didn't talk about stuff. My mother didn't deal with her stuff before she mm-hmm. got into the field. She just want to make sure other kids didn't deal with what she had to deal with. Like that's how deep that is. And as I'm le- and as I'm learning, as we all learn in this field, you got to deal with your stuff. And you got to address you got to do your homework for you expect people to do their homework. That's facts. Because it's it's just that simple like and something my dad said and I bless his soul and bless his mind for this simple wisdom. And I'm gonna just and I'm gonna just say it like this. And I ain't even gonna repeat it for the people in the back. So I hope all y'all listening. Say it loud. If you don't love yourself, mind you, every job here on this earth is for somebody else. Is meant to serve somebody else. So if you don't love yourself, everything you do for somebody else is questionable. So we're going to add scripture to that. First John 4. Please. Perfect love casts out all fear. So, and I should have brought my notes with me because, ooh, <laughs> y'all, I got some real good for this one. So, to go, I want to add scripture to that and then hit something else that, okay. that I personally am um, going through at this point. Whew, all right. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment or torment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Let's add some to that. So there's a gentleman by the name of Mark de Jesus. He's a pastor. And I have uh, been studying a few of his books. One of them um, that I'm studying currently is uh, called God Loves Me and I Love Me. And there is, I want to say it's in chapter three. It's the war on love. Yeah, chapter three. He says that scripture, but he then takes it deeper. He essentially states that when you are afraid, it's not the absence of courage, but rather a love deficiency. And I'm like, hmm. When there, when you are afraid, where there's fear, you're afraid. Well, spirit of fear, and even being, even down to being afraid, because that's not even as deep as the spirit of fear. But when you're afraid, it's not because there is a lack, there, there's no courage or an absence of courage. It's because there is a love deficiency, and that I've been chewing on for about two weeks now, because. If we're going to be like, if we're going to bring it all home and back into what we're talking about with our persona and our image, I have to bring it back to what you just said about self-love. Like, do we, because the thing is, there's a, we like to say 
that we love ourselves and we love ourselves because of what we what we make ourselves look like like i i spoil myself spoiling isn't even good who really wants spoiled milk it's going to kill you make you sick at least but we we buy things for ourselves or we feed ourselves whatever we want we don't have any limits when it comes to us but that is not loving yourself that's sustaining and maintaining yourself. Exactly. Or maintaining a persona. Because you have to look like something. How do I know this so well? Oh, baby, I've been doing it most of my life. Most of my life. So, <laughs> looked bomb on the outside. Oh, especially when I used to, oh, God. Yeah, back in the day, before I stopped caring so much about that, and started really getting to nitty gritty. And now I'm in my mid thirties, finally hitting some nitty gritty back in the day. No, you, you couldn't tell me nothing. And I used to say that in my head, you can't tell me nothing like that. They're not going to be able to, I won't get clowned anymore. Won't get talked about anymore. I will just have some stuff that y'all ain't never seen before. Dooney and Burke, but you never saw it before. Couldn't even, people tried to find some of the stuff that I had. (laughs) <laughs> tried to find it couldn't find it in the same color at all and it, I, I remember that and I remember that and <laughs> and if we bring it back to now I spent years and a plenty of money focused on what my comforts were but not dealing with the issues that where I where I hurt or where I would not even deal with rejection not deal with the rejection that I felt or anything else, but I would make it so that whomever I've dealt with, whether you're friend, romantic, whatever, you going to regret the day that you crossed me or regret the day that you decided you wanted to walk out of my life. You were going, I'm going to make you feel that by living my best life. And that was a persona. So I looked like I love myself. Looks like it. Looked like it. And 15 years later, (laughs) 10 years later, finding out that I I didn't really, not really, not really. Because when you take away all that stuff or even, um, you don't even have to take away all that stuff. Keep the stuff. Look, when you get by yourself, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. put your phone down. You can't even sleep too much happening in your mind scared of everything we're getting the bag the the focus is to get the bag why why is that your focus so you never have to be in a position to do something again if we're going to be honest because everything because this is too hard this kind of work is too hard you know or you don't want to rely on anybody because oh yeah that's part of it that's the big part of it actually because of how, of how they, I know people. I mean, Paris Hilton was like is like this because of her parents. She she literally is in stands to inherit so much, but is like no, I'm not even mm-mm. a hundred million. I'll stop. No, a billion. I'll stop. Literally having arguments with her sister because she's like, I want to have kids, but I got to be a billionaire first, and it's like. Why? <laughs> because for her, that same T 
teenager, 15, 16, 17, mm-hmm. still hasn't been healed yet. Mm-hmm. And she's pushing 40. She's 39. Still hasn't been healed yet. And I think a big part of it, which I think we can, I mean, what you were speaking to, which is the dangers of the older generation, is it's that where they are now, and for many of them, they don't want to acknowledge Mm-mm. anything. You should have seen the look on her mother's face when she said what happened. Oh, yeah. Provost is the name of the school. Oh, yeah. She sat there. She looked. She was like, like, didn't say a word. I was like, you're kidding. Right. You're, like, when the producer said it, what? Huh? Like, are you kidding me? Right. And then when she said it, she couldn't even say, I'm couldn't, sorry. Right. Couldn't say anything to, to Paris. She was just like, I didn't know. I'm proud of you, though. And it's, and it's just, and, and this is just a call out to all the adults that they want to know why what's wrong with their kids, why they are the way, you know, why this, why that, yada, yada, yada. They gotta fight to be themselves. And dare I say, dare I say apologize and really mean it. <laughs> like, dare I say apologize and really mean it. Yeah. Like, the wonders the wonders it would do for the generation after. And don't put it all on your kids. I don't know what happened to them. Please know they got it honest. They're not just bad. They learn. They learn from stuff that you do and what you don't do. Even more so what you don't do. Because the biggest and the biggest thing about and I hope young parents who are listening to this too Please understand this first and foremost because I don't think this was taught at all. Children are a gift from God. A gift that serves a multitude of purposes. Because if you allow it, kids will cause you to walk in how you talk it. Facts. Kids will cause you to be real and honest with not just them, but with yourself. Yes. And kids will do, and, and if you notice, kids will do their darndest to make sure their parents feel better. Even though they may not know much. <laughs> like, and that's the beauty of, and that's. And that's what God loves, and that's why He He loves the little kids. Because like, even though they don't know, like, they try their hardest to make sure, like, wh- whoever they're around, there's joy, there's there's peace, there's love there. So it's like I think that's why God also wants us to come to Him as kids, right? Because he doesn't want our knowledge. Mm-mm. He doesn't care. He gave us everything. So he doesn't care about our knowledge, what we Gifts, are getting, any of that. We, I gave it to you. I got it. I, I, I just want you. And that what, should, what like, like a child would just, they, they just have them. And that's all they know. They don't, they, 
They don't know much. They don't, they don't know, know anything. They, they, they're not going to buy a bunch of stuff and try to give it to... They don't know how they look. They made it with their hands. They made it with whatever they were given by, by their teachers. Made their little cards. And here you go. And God is like, I need you to get back to being like that. To come to me like that. I don't need your stuff. I just want you. Not what you've learned not what you've gleaned as far as schooling is concerned. I don't care about all that. Just you. So I can heal that child. Then um, I'm going to get yeah. out of that. I ain't touching that. So the real healing can be damn. Facts. So your foundation can be. So you can actually have one. Secured and strengthened. And be full and not have holes and be shoddy. Let's have a real foundation, not a superficial one. Nothing can, nothing can stand with a superficial foundation. And no, your money's not your foundation. Your investments are not your foundation. The real estate that you get is not your foundation. Getting the bag is not your foundation. Your job is not your foundation. None. Of, your schooling is not your foundation. None of that is it. As much as we rely on that and think that well God gave me this and we end up putting it in place of God when we get it God's like that's a resource but I'm the source please don't forget that I'm done mm -hmm. your image is not your identity Facts. so please don't make it as such but that's the issue that's yeah. where the hindrance is your trauma is not your truth. It's just your trauma. So please begin dealing with it. Face it. Confront it. And then get some. And then the healing can happen. The healing can start. But when we have our career, our titles, whatever it is that go before us, and we let we we're like, okay, well that's our. You know me as that, and so therefore. That's how, that's, that's all I'm going, that's all you're going to see is what you know me as. <laughs> Facts. You hide behind it. And thus with that, we bring this episode to a close. Y'all have a blessed week. Y'all have a safe rest of 2020. Uh, please. We're not going to be back on before the end of 2020. We're going to definitely do it. Sometime. Sometime. Uh, <laughs> sometime. Uh, sometime soon. Uh, but follow us on IG. The Future's After Zone for myself. Uh, say it loud. S-S-A-Y it loud. All one word. No underscores or anything. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Um, and yes, y'all, we will check back in hopefully in a couple weeks. So, uh, y'all yeah. <laughs> be safe out there. Stay up, be blessed, and we'll holla. Later. Later.